Hello there and welcome to my podcast. I'm Sarah Louise, a construction and architectural photographer specialising in the built environment. I'm so glad you've pressed play today. Each week I drop a new podcast covering a behind the scenes look into photographing buildings and all things related in this space. I will cover funny on-site stories, occasional interviews with building industry leaders in the construction and architectural fields, as well as tips and tricks on how to best prepare for photo shoots and much more. Really, my adventures navigating this fabulous field. So once again, a big thank you for listening. Let's begin. Well, hello there. (laughs) Thanks for joining me today. I just wanted to start by asking how everyone's coping with the isolation. I hope you're all doing okay. Um, We personally have been home for probably about a week or so, longer than um, what when everyone else, I guess, was. Um, My little girl had a cold and I decided to keep both kids home from kinder when this all started. Um, Just you know, obviously didn't want to be that, that mum that sent the kid with the green green snot to um, infect everyone. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've just been at home trying to keep, keep the kids entertained, um, coming up with new activities each day. So far we've had scavenger hunts, we've played detectives, um, we've made sock puppets, <laughs> um, and I'm just trying to come up with new things each day which has been interesting to say the least. (laughs) Um, Fortunately, thus far, hubby is still working, um, which means that, you know, we're okay. Um, And I'm also doing the odd shoot here and there. Um, Construction actually makes up 45% of Victorian revenue. And so luckily, it's still considered an essential service. Now, um, being a construction photographer, I'm so, so lucky in a way um, because I am able to practice social distancing and and still abide by all the rules that are now in place. Um, I actually don't have to come in contact with others and normally, anyway, my work is quite isolated in many ways. Um, So, yeah, I, I guess very lucky in that sense. However, I am feeling very uh, sorry for a lot of my friends in the industry, um, particularly those who are specialising in wedding and portraits. Um, they've basically lost months of work overnight and then and things are pretty dire. Um, a lot of them are sort of facing closing their businesses down. Um, yeah, it's not, not a nice position to be in. So... Um, yeah, I, I just I feel sort of a bit lucky that I still can work. Um, now, I want to just get straight into today's episode. Um, I'm going to be talking today about image rights and all things related to copyright and usage rights. It's pretty confusing to people and sometimes hard to understand where you sit in regards to what rights you have with photos after you've received them from your photographer. So, um, yeah, I'll be talking about that today. 
I was chatting to a colleague earlier this afternoon and she um, posed the question to me that if she engaged somebody to do a job um, and then she purchased the images, does she now own the rights to the photos? And, I, I, you know, it got me to thinking, well, this would be a great um, great podcast because, you know, people quite often don't know what their rights are. And it's a curly question because, um, you know, rights, that there are different types of rights and which rights are we talking about? Are we talking about copyright or usage? So I'll explain exactly how that scenario works in the real world. So let me start with an example. A construction company or architectural firm commissions a photographer to photograph their latest project. Now let's make it really simple and say that the company has just received practical completion, so it's at the end of the job, and the photographer comes in, does the job, after which he or she sends, uh, sends you your finished images. Now, uh, one would assume that after you've paid for the photos, you now own them. Unfortunately, this is not quite the case. Um, or fortunately for the photographer, it sort of it, it protects their intellectual property. So what have you actually purchased? Well, essentially what you've purchased is usage rights to the photographs. And what are usage rights, you might ask? <laughs> um, basically, they're the rights to use the images in varying forms. Um, now, personally, I don't get too hung up on all of this. I actually allow my clients to use the images as they please. I don't put restrictions on them in any way in terms of where they wish to use them or um, how they use them, whether it be on a website, uh, might be for, on social media, might be print material or otherwise. Um, so essentially I give my clients unrestricted usage rights. However, there are some photographers that will assign usage rights for particular purposes. Now, that may just be for they might um, do a job and it might just be for website and social media purposes only or they may um, just give you usage rights for advertising purposes um, such as, you know, printed material or they could, could give you usage rights for all of the above. So I hope that makes sense so far. Now, not only can we restrict how you use the photos, we can also stipulate how long the images can be used for. So um, for a certain number of years or in perpetuity, which means indefinitely. So once again, I don't put those sort of restrictions in place for my direct clients. It's my strong belief that I wanna make it easy for my clients to keep using me. And basically, I just don't wanna be a pain in the ass. <laughs> Um, but if you're unsure as to what your rights actually are, I'd be happy to explain on a one-on-one -on -one basis or a scenario basis. So please do feel free to get in touch and we can have a chat 
um, and I can explain sort of further how how it works uh, in your scenario. Now, there's also other things to consider, and that is secondary party usage or third party usage. Um, in this scenario, let's say the builder commissions a photographer to photograph said building. The photographer has provided the images and then the architect or the client of the building um, asks for copies. This seems fairly harmless, right? And in the nature of building or keeping a great relationship with your client or the architect, of course, the builder would like to share the images. Now, technically, this would be a breach of copyright because the photographer has only assigned usage rights to the building company and not to the builder, builder's client or architect. Um, so I actually had this happen to me on a project. Um, it goes back a few years, but um, this this particular project, it ended up being one of the most publicised buildings I've probably ever photographed. And, um, well, why don't I just explain what happened? <laughs> so I was commissioned by their construction company to photograph a pretty spectacular building visually. I mean, it was and still is an incredible masterpiece of a building, in my opinion. Um, it's won many, many awards over the years and it's it's just one of those jobs that, you know, stands out from the rest. Now, I, I did the job, obviously, and when I was finished, I sent the finished images to the head office of the construction company. Um, and they then uploaded the images to a server. So they, they sat on the company's server. The PM of, the, of that particular job downloaded the images and innocently shared the images with the architect. Now, as I said before, it's something that would, you know, seem quite harmless and I'm quite sure that had, you know, that he had the best of intentions. I really believe that. I don't think um, there was anything, you know, he was doing anything sinister. Um, and as I said before, I'm, I'm very good to my clients and I don't put restrictions on how they use the images. But on this particular occasion, it really came back to bite us both in the ass. Um Let's just say that the architect right really screwed us both. So first of all, um, the architect got all the images for free, which technically they should have actually been referred back to me to purchase directly from me. Now, I would normally liaise with my client to make sure that they are happy for another party to also use the same images before I unsold them to anyone else. I'm very, very um, strict on that. Some clients are okay with it and some prefer just to keep the images that I take for their own usage, um, being, you know, being that, um, you know, everyone's on Instagram, everyone's on LinkedIn and sometimes you see the same old images over and over and, and they can get a bit um, saturated 
across platforms. So some clients, you know, do prefer just to keep the images for their own usage and either way, it's okay with me. Um, so so that's firstly, the, the architect got the images for free, which they shouldn't have. Secondly, the architect then started using the images all over the place. And the final straw um, was when they um, had a huge article, I think it was in the Age newspaper, with um, my images spread across pages in a very large way, um, very in your face. And to add insult to the wound, the article that accompanied the images not once never mentioned the construction company who built it, um, the construction company who had paid for the images. Um, so, yeah, it was just basically a total exercise in patting the architects on the back for their design and a total kick in the teeth for the builder. Um, they were smart enough to give me credit underneath the photo, so my name was underneath credited for taking the photos, but um, that, that really sort of added a bit more salt to the wounds, can I say. So what happened was on the Monday, uh, on the Monday morning, I received a phone call from the lovely marketing lady at the construction company, um, who had just been dragged across the coals by her superiors in relation to how the architect had gotten the photos. Why were they published in the Age? Why wasn't the builder mentioned in the article? Obviously, I can completely understand they were pissed off. Um, and I would be too. Um, so I explained to her that I had not, nor would I ever give out imagery that I had shot for them unless they had directed me to do so. Um, but as well, you know, it really pissed me off because, you know, the goal of that, that architect um, had almost damaged my relationship with my client um, and... You know, I sort of was annoyed that I had to sort of explain myself and that my credibility or, or my morals were in question that perhaps I had given, you know, out photos without sort of doing the right thing and going to my client first. So um, she went back, they did some investigations and eventually she she did come back to me and explain that what had happened, that... Um, the the head sourced the photo leak back to the PM, um, who, as I mentioned previously, he had no idea that this would or could happen. I mean, um, yeah, how how could he have known? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a minefield still to this day. Like I've, I've I'm crossed with that architect. <laughs> um, our paths haven't crossed. And should they, I certainly would have something to say to him. Um, but once again, in the interest of maintaining my client relationship, um, I, you know, I kept my mouth shut at the time. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's basically um, best practice. I would, would be checking... As, as a builder, I'd be checking with your photographer how they felt about um, 
images going out to different parties and as a photographer on the other side of the coin I would always check with your client should should you be approached by another party how they feel about uh, images being shared. Now there are also um Let's say there are projects that have several vested parties in them. For example, you might have the builder, the architect, the client and the superintendent. Um, If they are all interested in in photos of a particular project, a way around around it might be if you all agree to maybe split the bill or um, there are other ways that... Photographers can shoot, for example, like I know that I can shoot in different ways to satisfy each party's requirements. So, for example, the builder may um, want different types of photos to say what the the client would. Um, the client wants to to sell, you know, say apartments. So they they want a different look to was to say what the builder might want to show some details of particularly things that might have been tricky to build or what have you. Um, so, yeah, in that in that case, it might be best to have a, a, a separate sort of agreement with each party and have they can all have their own usage agreement. And that sort of scenario happens on, you know, the really large-scale scale projects in town, um, you know, the really, really tall high-rise sort of buildings (laughs) now I'll just explain that everything I've just spoken about that's in um that's in a commercial sense so that's photographing buildings without people in them if you bring people into the photos that creates a whole nother complication so legally if you photograph a person whilst they're perform- performing their job on site. So say I'm, I'm taking a photograph, a progress photograph, and there's a chippy and he's, um, you know, got a nail gun and he's na- nailing some, some studs down or something like that. Legally, I'm allowed to photograph him within that scene um, because he's, he's, working for the builder and he's sort of he's doing his duties Um, however if perhaps to say I was taking a photograph of a facade and an innocent bystander happened to walk into the frame technically I need their written permission for them to be used in the photograph so Again, for example, I'm, I'm photographing a facade and a mother and a child walk into my picture. If they are shown to be recognisable and the photo was published in the newspaper without their written consent, they have every right to sue myself. Um, they possibly could sue the builder and I'm pretty certain they could sue the newspaper as well. So... It's an absolute minefield and one that you want to avoid if you can. <laughs> um, having said that, mo- you know, most people are quite flat, flattered to see themselves 
And, you know, I, I always have the scenario where people sort of see me with a camera across the road and then, you know, they, they're waving or they're making jokes about themselves being in the pictures. Um, but sometimes, you know, you do get the crazies and um, the crazy people who, you know, just want to, you know, stir things up and, you know, maybe they're, they're somewhere they shouldn't be or they're up to something that they shouldn't be doing or they're with someone that they shouldn't be with. Who knows? But um, Or, you know, simply they might just want to be protecting their privacy, which is fair and reasonable. So this is quite often why when we do have people uh, or put people in, in building photographs, we blur them or we have their backs uh, at the camera. And this is purely so that they're unrecognisable. So if they um, can't prove themselves to be recognisable in the photo, then then often the case, you know, they're not going to win um, if they do try and sue you. So that's a, a safe option if you do want to have people in shot and sometimes you do need people in shots just to show sense of scale and things like that or create a bit of interest. Um, so I hope you followed along with all of that. It is confusing and it's even confusing to me sometimes um, and I deal with that on a daily basis. <laughs> um Having said all of that, there are so many other scenarios that I'd like to further explain for you all and um, after getting this far I think that probably this has become a two-part podcast. So how about if next week I'll cover off um, some other areas that are relevant to the building industry. Um, hopefully that will give you guys a little bit more insight but um, I do want to thank you for concentrating today. <laughs> I didn't want to bombard you with too much info, um, but hopefully, you know, it did give you a little bit of understanding of copyright. And next week I'll clarify even further. If you did like what you heard today, please jump onto Apple and leave a review for me, a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate that. Or if you did want to have a chat one-on-one -on -one, um, about what about copyright please feel free to get in touch or if you did even have an upcoming project that you think we might be a good fit for I can be contacted via my website which is sarahlouisephotography.com.au or email sarah at sarahlouisephotography.com.au in the meantime thanks for listening today have a great week and stay tuned for next week for your weekly dose of Adventures of a Construction Photographer. See you later.